Hello, friends. Once again, it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Amen. I have been a pastor of the Holy Church of God here in Tampa, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God for for all of these 46 years and counting since 1974. Amen. And God is still on the throne. Jesus is still Lord. The Holy Spirit is still right here with us today. In spite of every distraction and disruption and discouragement, we have every reason to have hope in God today. So I pray, pray that you will stay tuned for this, this message from the Word of God, this teaching from the Word of God. Amen. And we're going to be talking today about holy instructions for end-time believers. Holy Instructions for End-Time Believers. And of course, we're going to get our instructions from the Word of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. We used to sing it in Sunday school, didn't we? If you remember that far back. (laughs) like If you're like me, Sunday school, the children's part of that was a long, long time ago. (laughs) Amen. In the galaxy far, far away. But today... Amen. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. We used to sing that, and now more than ever, amen, the Bible is the book for us. It's an instruction manual. Someone said if you take the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, and use each letter, it's basic instructions before leaving earth. Well, I believe we're going to be leaving earth very soon. I believe we are in time believers because we are believers in the end time. So once again, holy instructions for end time believers. If you have your Bible, we're going to read quite a bit of scripture to begin with, and then we're going to move into each one of these principles that are so vital to our victory today. Amen. Because the Word of God is full of vital information that's essential to salvation and to victory, even in the last days, even in the end times. So in 1 Peter 4, 7 through 19, listen carefully. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober And watch unto prayer. I want to back up to verse seven before we read all the way down. It's hard for me not to stop and, 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 and take each scripture. But for time's sake, let me just begin with this. When it talks about the end of all things, uh, scholars tell us that on the day of Pentecost, as far as prophetic, uh, in the, in the prophetic sense of the coming of the Holy Spirit, uh, to to abide with us and within us as believers. Uh, this began the end times. That's why last days was spoke of as a, a present day, even when Jesus was teaching his uh, apostles and disciples. The, the end times are here now, and I call it the last of the last days, because if the last days began, 
and truly on the day of Pentecost and begin to count down to where we are right now. You say, oh, that's been so many millennials ago. Yes, it is. And that's why we're in the last of the last days. Remember what the Bible teaches? That in the last days, scoffers will come walking after their own lust, saying, where is the sign of his coming? For ever since our fathers died or slept, meaning death, amen, everything remains as it is to this day. Well, it's not going to continue to remain. Jesus is coming. The tribulation is going to break upon the earth. And 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 right now, we need to understand what else the Scripture taught. It said, it said but God is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness. Amen. Listen. Another, for a day is a thousand years with the Lord, and a thousand years is one day. So God is working in eternal, eternity. We are operating in time. And that's why things are so different from God's perspective and our perspective. <laughs> we think a day is 24 hours. God said, and, and a thousand years is just used as a, a number. It's not each day is exactly a thousand years with God. In light of eternity, a day could be a million years, but he, because he's operating in eternity. Now, we know the earth is not going to last that long as it is. There's going to be a change come. But when God operates, He operates in eternity. We are operating in time. And there is a time when the fullness of time, in our time, God sent forth His Son. Amen. He was born right on time. Amen. He went to the cross right on time. He's coming back again right on Time, Glory to God. So the end of all things is at hand. Let's read it together. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality to one another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, even as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability that God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which shall try you. Some strange thing has happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye shall be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. Now, I, I just got to stop right here. We're going to take this uh, verse by verse down through it and get some principles out of this context that we're reading. The persecution of of the Christian faith has l largely been down through the years in some other country by some other religious group or some political group. It is now here in America. It's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger as kingdoms 
that are in conflict become evident. You can't be a fence-setting, sitting Christian in this last day generation. You have to take sides. You have to be identified with the world and the culture as it is today, or you have to be identified with the kingdom and Christ as he is today. And Jesus Christ, my dear friend, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let persecution be a badge of authenticity that you are truly a follower of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Don't hang your head and don't pull it in like an old turtle. Amen. When trouble comes and persecution comes. Listen, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. In fact, you know what Jesus taught? He said, when they cast your name out as evil for my sake, and they speak all manner of evil against you. Listen to this. <laughs> if you're under fire for being on fire for God, and I'm going to go so far as to say if you're on fire for God, you're going to be under fire from the enemy. Amen? I heard that amen echoing out there. Praise God from those that are on fire. Amen. If you're on fire, you're in the fire uh, because testings and, and problems are going to arise. The devil's not going to sit back like many Christians are doing on his leaves and take it. No, he's going to attack because he fights what he fears. And he fears that a mighty revival will occur, sweeping many souls into the kingdom just before the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's back up to verse 14. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Jesus put it this way. When they, when they do that, when they cast your name out as evil and speak all manner of evil against you, rejoice and and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Hallelujah. Listen, listen what happens. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. And on their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Hallelujah. Verse 17 said, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. If it first begin with us, what shall the end of them be who obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, that doesn't mean, amen, that, that there's not, <laughs> there's not salvation through the blood of Jesus that we can be saved to the uttermost. What, what is it saying? If it wasn't for the blood of Christ at Calvary, none of us could ever hope at our best to be saved. Amen. If the righteous scarcely be saved, if it wasn't for God's intervention by giving us His Son to suffer in our place, if it wasn't for Christ's intercession up as He died for us upon the cross and shed His blood to sprinkle the mercy seat in heaven, we could never be saved. So if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly who have no intervention, no intercession, you see, where shall they appear? Verse 19 says, For wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God 
commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, even as unto a faithful creator. A lot of scripture today. Let's take the first principle on this subject, holy instruction for end time believers. Number one is be sober, but the day of the Lord is at hand. Listen, the time to be sober and vigilant is now. Amen. In verse 7, it begins by saying, be sober. We must literally have a spiritually disciplined life. Because in the Amplified, it says, keep sound-minded and self-restrained. That's a disciplined life. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. It means that we are to walk, as the Scriptures teach us, literally in Ephesians 6 and and other places. It, it's teaching us, literally, how to live our life, amen, according to the divine pattern, according to what God has shown us through Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says we should be followers of God as dear children and walk in love even as he walked. Being a disciple of Jesus is not just knowing what our teacher teaches us and tells us, but becoming what our teacher and who our teacher is. Not that we become divine, but we follow a divine pattern that is set for us in Jesus as he came as God in flesh so we could see God's will for every one of us as his children. Hallelujah. Amen. Be sober. In fact, the scripture said of our enemy, the devil, be sober and be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walk about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So keep sound-minded and self-restrained. Amen. Listen to Second Peter 3, 10 through 12 and 14 through 17. Listen to it. It said, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now listen to verse 11 of Second Peter 3. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? This conversation here is not only our words, it's our behavior. Verse 12 says, Looking for and hastening unto the coming day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Listen to verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing, here it is again, it's something God wants us to know, to see, to understand, to comprehend. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Ye, therefore, beloved, seeing, there it is again, that you know these things before, beware, lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness, but grow, verse 18, but grow in grace. 
and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Our knowledge, you see, of things to come should inspire us to live a disciplined life. Amen. I like the story. This this is true of the great pianist Jan Petter Paderewski. I, I'm probably saying it wrong. It's probably Paderewski. Please forgive me for mispronouncing his name. But he was asked by a fellow pianist if he could be ready to play a recital on short notice. The fam- famous musician replied, I'm always ready. <laughs> I have practiced several hours daily for 40 years. The other pianist said, I wish I had been born with such determination. And Jan replied, we are all born with it. I just use mine. That, my dear friend, is discipline in action. I like what Tom Landry said to his football team. He said to live a disciplined life and to accept the result of that discipline as the will of God. That is the true mark of a man. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, we need to be sober. We need to be vigilant. We need to be disciplined. You know the scripture in the New Testament where it said God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind? That word for sound mind is not the same word as the word for sound doctrine, which means healthy and wholesome and pure. That word for sound mind that defeats the tendency to dwell on things that create fear and anxiety within us is disciplined. That's why the Bible said, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are good report, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. Amen. Hallelujah. That's to direct our mind, direct our thoughts toward the good things of God, the greatness of God, the goodness of God. That's why David said in the old covenant, my meditation of him shall be sweet. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing, he was single-minded and focused. One thing I've desired of the Lord, he said. One thing, amen, I've desired of the Lord, that I may inquire at his temple and behold his beauty. Amen. Be sober. Be sober. Be disciplined. This is no time, amen, to let our flesh rule us and to, to have this, this kind of, uh, wishy-washy, uncommitted, undevoted attitude. This is a time for, to execute the discipline necessary to live in victory as people of the last days. In time believers need to be highly focused amen now more than ever for jesus is coming soon the tribulation is going to break upon the earth and we need to be ready hallelujah that's why the word of god instructions from the word of god is so important to us amen right now 
I was uh, asked years ago to come to preach in a, a large church in another state. And when I got there in the motel and was ready on a, a Saturday night to go Sunday morning to this church and preach because they had heard our ministry. Well, I was on radio in that state at the time. But someone in the church found out I wasn't part of their denominational system and structure. So even though the Word of God was accurate and it was true and I was preaching that, that that they felt they needed and invited me, they assumed that we were part of their organization when they found out we were not. On a Saturday night around 10 o'clock, they called and canceled my service. Well, I thought, okay, the door closed. It's okay. Amen. It was a pretty state. There were mountains in it. I thought, I'll enjoy the mountains and the scenery and go home and make my radio broadcast and continue to preach. Amen. I didn't get discouraged about that. Got a phone call 10 minutes later and said, there's a, a little church that would love to have you to come, little independent church. Would you go there? I said, I'll go anywhere to preach the gospel if the door is open. You know, I have a mandate from the Lord to go into all the world. So do you, by the way, and bring the gospel to every creature to testify of Jesus everywhere and every way. If a door opens for me to preach the gospel, I don't have to pray about it. Amen. I have a mandate from God, and so do you. If a door opens for me or you to share the gospel, we don't have to pray about that. Be instant in season, out of season. Be ready. Be ready like Jan Paderewski. Amen. I'm always ready, he said. I've practiced several hours daily for 40 years. That's determination and that is discipline. Praise God. Be ready, instant in season, out to give an answer to all men for the hope that is within you. By the way, we had a great service for three days in that little church. And there was a lady in it. I taught on the, on the same scripture for three days. Amen. And faith began to rise. And on the last day of that little church and that little meeting, little three-day meeting, a lady came up that had been in an accident and the, 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 the spine had been fused in certain places. They they couldn't operate on it. It was inoperable. They couldn't give her anything more for pain. And she was in constant pain because it would overwhelm her. And she was now having pain in spite of the strongest medication they could give her. She was sitting in the audience for three days in pain. Ah, but she was receiving the Word of God. And when she came down for prayer, as we went to lay hands on her, the, the Spirit of God came on her. I could see her just jerk her neck under the Spirit of God. Amen. And I heard crackling sounds. And you know what was happening? I didn't know what was happening at the time. I mean, God's at work. You don't ever know what he's up to, but you can see the result of it when he's done with it. Praise God. Anyway, she shouted victory. We shouted victory. Six weeks after I got home, I got a letter in the mail, and it said, Pastor Venable, I want you to know that night 
as that as my neck and back opened up and became flexible again and she said i have never had another pain and therefore i never had another pain pill thank you for coming to our church and teaching us see that's why instruction is so important from the word of god today we had a dear brother come to our church years ago he could inspire people oh i love to see people excited about god excited about jesus praising god and he came and a lot of his preaching and i'm I'm not saying this just to be a critique i'm telling you without instruction inspiration is wonderful with instruction but inspiration is not enough without instruction he would say something on this order i've got my double oh he he was a ball of fire i love to hear him preach but i didn't learn anyway moving right along amen i've got my double barrel shotgun filled up with Holy Ghost buckshot, and I'm going to let the devil have it with both barrels. I like that. How about you? Amen. He would throw his foot up and stomp when he said it, and people just say, Hallelujah. And he would have a whole lot of things to say like that with little word, but a lot of enthusiasm. But listen to me today carefully. The scripture said, my people perish not because of a lack of enthusiasm or inspiration, but a lack of instruction. My people go into captivity for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's why we need to be instructed. All scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for rebuke and reproof, and correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be fully furnished unto every good work. We need to hear what the Bible says to us concerning where we're living right here and right now, particularly in time believers need to be instructed you know, it's an amazing thing. We would have over a hundred and something people in our morning and evening service. And listen carefully. I had a pastor's Bible study for the adult class, and we had eight to ten people attend. People came for the anointing, and I'm so glad they did. People came for the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. We're a Spirit-filled church amen and we believe in the gifts of the spirit but they did not necessarily come to be instructed from the word of god we had one couple however that didn't stay for any of the other parts of the services but they came for the teaching of the word of god and the bible says this it says desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. And we need to grow up in God in these last days. We cannot afford to stay spiritually immature. We cannot afford to just go to church where we like the music and we like the beat of the praise team. Uh, we like the enthusiasm of the preacher. We need what this lady 
said after three days of ministry, amen, she said, thank you for coming. We need the teaching of the Word of God. Oh, friend of mine, this is the last of the last days, and we need to be taught the Word of the Lord. And I want to thank you for coming to this website. I want to thank you, amen, for letting me, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to rightfully divide the word of truth so that we can be ready, instant in season, out of season, to share the gospel, and we can be living the gospel, and we can be ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus today, He's coming soon. Don't run from God. Oh, friend of mine, in the name of Jesus, run to Christ. Repent of your sin. Confess your sin. Receive His forgiveness, His pardon, and receive His mark. Be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Don't Take the mark of the beast to come. Take the mark of Christ right now in Jesus' name.